Hello and welcome to Please Don't Make Me Watch TV Time! Woo! Episode it's a 2. Special. Yeah, you didn't think we were going to do more than one episode of each of these, but ha, you were wrong. Yeah, yeah. we have spare time. We um, do. Yeah, and this, this one is on the much talked about programme, Years and Years. Yeah, and the years. BBC show. Um, it's created by Russell T. Davis, who has done tons of stuff, but most famously, I think, Queer as Folk and Doctor Who. Um, and basically follows the Lyons family and as a speculative look forward in current history. You know it as the show that everyone's like, no, what the fuck, I'm going to die soon. Yeah, basically. It, it, if you've seen people like having existential crisis in the last like month and a half, then that's about Yeah, it, it's, it's quite a sort of kind of catastrophist view of the future. In a way. You know, not by the end. Not yeah. by the end. So or, this, also, is gonna, also, this is going to have spoilers. Spoiler alert, if you have not seen Years and Years, we are going to spoil it. Sorry. Also, like, why are you listening to this? Exactly. To be fair, though, some people listen to our Drag Race episode that haven't seen Drag Race, yeah, so... that's because we're hilarious. I know. <laughs> this came out 2019. Yeah. FYI. Like, this um, year, we're very on it. And, and it's it got tons of so many people. people. It's got Emma Thompson. It's got Rory Kinnear. It's got Russ Toby. It has Anne Reid, who I love. Jessica Hines. Tania Miller, who I didn't know before. No, Ruth Madeley. That's it. And it's... I and, dad. Yeah, but, but Emma, Emma Thompson uh, basically stars as, like, Vivian Rook, who is a right-wing kind of populist politician in the vein of someone like Nigel Farage or Donald Trump. Very kind of exaggerated sort of person. Yeah. And it sort of sees her kind of rise to power alongside the Lyons family. But yeah, so she is like important. She's like very important in it, but I'd almost like forgotten she was in it. Yeah, she's very it's much a secondary character, which is interesting because all the trailers really big up the fact it's like Emma Thompson is in this. Emma Thompson is so much at the moment. I, I want to be like sweetie. Calm down. Calm down. Also, but also I love Emma. I so love fun. Emma Thompson, so I'm like be in everything, please. It's a really interesting sort of. I think one thing that does really well is that everything sort of just kind of goes up by a little thing and by another little thing and it just escalates and escalates bit yeah, by bit by bit. Yeah, it's like Black Mirror, but you see how you get somewhere mm. instead of it. Um, just being there. Yeah, I think it's very... like the. I would say the first four episodes, four episodes are amazing. And, and then the last of falls two out episodes are like a different genre. Yeah. Like I felt... It was still good, but I was watching a different show. Yeah, I think that's mostly because, and again, spoiler alert, this is mostly because of the death of Russell Tovey's character, oh. who dies at the end of episode four. I feel like we should have picked that up more. And basically his storyline revolves around he sort of is married at the start of the show, falls in love with a refugee called Victor, gets divorced from his first husband, and basically kind of him and Victor become an item, and then Victor gets deported and escapes to Spain. And it's about how Russell Tovey's character is like obsessed with getting Victor back into the yeah. country, which is like totally legitimate. And, yeah. But you also the whole way through want to be like, like just stop. Stop, stop. Just please stop. Like You're turning everyone against you because you're just obsessed with this one person. And then he gets... But not even like you're turning yeah. everyone against you, you're just like you're putting yourself at risk. Like, so much risk. Please just look out for yourself but he's so in love that mm. he doesn't and he they, they make it to sort of the boat going across the channel they get hit by a storm and you sort of at the end of episode four you see kind of just like a sea of bodies and you think oh it's going to probably cut to victor and then it cuts to danny it's really upsetting and, it, and I it's so upsetting I, so i obviously watched tv at work a lot as we've talked about yeah um and i someone asked me a question at the end of this episode and i turned around and i was like no. And they were like, are you okay? And I started crying. Yeah. Because it's really, like, the way it's filmed is just amazing. It's 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 done very, very well. And I think 
the family, like, they feel like a real family. And I think for me, though... The only thing I would point out is that in classic Russell T. Davis style, it's like, oh, it, they're all one family, but conveniently, like, one of them has a wheelchair. One of them is gay, one of them's a lesbian. One of them's gay, one of them's probably a lesbian. One, one of them, them has, has a, a trans child. Wife. One of them has a trans and child. It's, it's like... I understand totally why you've done this, and I love the representation mm. equally. Wow. Yeah, Russell Russ <laughs> Davis. So me, like he he's very good about kind of doing a very diverse cast, but it does sometimes feel very. It did kind of feel a little bit unnatural. It's fake. Like I'm sorry, that's just mm. insane. Yeah. That that would happen. But I mean, I think for me, with the family dynamic, the real kind of surprise stand up for me was Tania Miller, who plays Celeste. Yes. Um, who is Rory Kinnear's. Um, initially his wife and she I'd never seen her in anything before and she is fantastic she's in this. so good and I feel like I I feel like I must have seen her in something I know, before do you know what I mean but I, I, I haven't and I just I just think where have you been because she basically she's a queen she has the problem is that the Anne Reid's character so Rory Kinnear's um, grandmother doesn't particularly like her very much but also it's made very clear that um, the grandmother really takes no prisoners when it comes to cheating. If you cheat on someone that you're married to, you are dead to her. And Rory Kinnear then cheats on Celeste, yeah. his character, and she then comes to the defence of Celeste. That's one of the, like, the relationship between Celeste and the grand... And Anne Reid, yeah. What's grandma's name? Muriel? Muriel. Muriel, yeah. The relationship between Celeste and Muriel, what names, um, is the almost the best thing about the show. Yeah. I would say, and, actually. And I think, I think, I think this is gonna, when awards, at least in British TV, comes around, I think this is gonna pick up a lot of after nods. Do you think? I think so, yeah. I, I don't see anything coming down the pipeline, British TV-wise, that's gonna challenge it, at the moment. Mm. There are, there are a couple of things, but I, I think, I think because it was so talked about. But I think, like, stuff, I think we just haven't, like, Gentleman Jack, I think. I, I, I think, I think it's gonna turn into a showdown between years and years and Gentleman Jack. I genuinely think that's going to happen. I think there's so much more to come because Autumn TV also has, always has so much stuff. I, I don't know. That's just my yeah, early yeah. predictions. But I, I, for me, also thinking predictions awards-wise, I think Russell Tovey is going to get something. I reckon Russell Tovey would get nominated. Roy Kinnear Potentially might. Anne Reid because her mm. final monologue is so it's good. so good. Potentially, potentially Jessica Hines because she's actually yeah, great in this. But I think, sadly, I don't think Tania Miller will. And I think, oh no, I think she will. No, I, I, th I think what's happened, what will happen is she'll kind of fall into the supporting category and then get shunted out by Anne Reid and Jessica, Jessica Hines. And these are Jessica Chastain. Wrong Jessica. I, I don't think she'll quite make the cut, which is a real shame. Because I, I actually think, think it's more likely that she'll get in than Jessica Hines. Really? Yeah, I think she has more... She has, she has, more to, she has way more to do with than Jessica Hines. And but, she's just, like, as in Jessica Hines is great, but also she has quite a, like her character is used by other characters to achieve things. Her yeah. character is very much a means to an end. And it feels like she's... A, also, she's like a means to an end, like, literally to the end of the yeah, story. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they just use her character a lot as, like... Uh, as, like, a bit of a MacGuffin. Well, also, just, like, she's conveniently around a lot. Yeah. Because like, the whole... The she whole, has a, yeah. a really great... I have a particular set of skills. She has yeah. a particular set of skills that no one else in the family would have. And then, like, she has to... So that she's just a useful character. Yeah. She doesn't ever get to develop on her own, really. No. So but I think I think I think she does it great. Yeah, I think we should briefly talk about kind of the progression of how the show builds because it sort of it obviously starts in the present day. It starts in twenty nineteen. Yeah. And then sort of immediately, almost immediately, skips five years ahead. Though. Yeah, I think I think that was that was a good was call good, because yeah. like there's been a it few be changes, to... but year on year would have been like. Uh... Well, also <laughs> year on year. I know. Um, 
it would have been boring to watch like Brexit and stuff because like it just would have been wrong. Yeah. If that makes sense. Do you know what the cleverest thing about it is? You won't get this now if you watch it now. Mm. But when it you watched it when it first came out, it came out on a Wednesday and on the Tuesday just before Doris Day died and on mm. the Wednesday the episode came out and on the episode they had a radio like voiceover and it was yeah. like Doris Day has died at the age of 90 whatever and you were like oh my god wait what how did you do that I'm, I'm it's just... very easy for them yeah. to do that equally it, it just it really sort it of... was the best touch ever you were like I'm living through this this yeah. could be me and I, and I think I think that kind of all the progression sort of makes sense especially when it gets to sort of towards the end and it gets the technological ones I found unlikely I think I think it's kind of the tech. Basically, I think it's sort of it's going the fastest tech route and the worst political route possible. And I think that's what it was doing. It was like this is how far we can get with technology, and this is how bad things can get politically. And that's what they did. And I think I think that did work quite well because it's sort of like it's like basically you've got a technocracy, so someone that's super high tech but essentially is an autocratic government. Yeah, I just found I think there are actually I think there are scarier things they could have done almost. Oh yeah, definitely. Obviously, because they had to keep people like they had to keep the majority of people alive because otherwise, there's yeah. no show. Um, but equally, I found that some of the tech stuff like I liked the idea that you would be able to have filters in daily life yeah. over your face. I thought that was like completely accurate because hundred yes. percent. You would just do that as in. Oh, yeah. I love Snapchat filters. I wouldn't do it in my daily life. But I could do it like a couple yeah. of times a day. I'd be like, "Haha, this is funny." Exactly. And might, yeah. it, will, it would become a habit for people. So I thought that was excellent. The whole idea of being transhuman was a bit silly. Mm, I thought yeah. it was just like a convenient planting device so they could end the show. Being transgender, and I also thought just to even compare it, people's minds to being like transgender is like mm -hmm. dumb. Yeah. In a way. Like be changing your gender changes your experience of the world, but it doesn't change like the fact that you can feel things mm. or the fact that you can like touch things yeah like, but what, I thought what, that was just a bit I like, think I think crazy. when they introduced it it was a bit clunky but I think what they did with it instead was kind of until the last scene really was that it was basically sort of essentially going more down the cybernetics route which I think is much more likely yeah but I thought that like whole the whole concept of it was just there to like shock people yeah. rather than to like to be feasible and I found that by the end so there's this very irritating character who's Celeste and Roy Kinnear's daughter, daughter. And I have to say it found her incredible. I thought the actress is great, but like mm. she does, she does a good job. But I don't think she person. has she has the best material in the show. No, and by the end, she can do whatever the fuck she wants, literally anything, yeah. with her hands. Because yeah. that's how stuff works now. A, that technology seems crazy. Mm. B, why have they given to this some random like? 20 yeah. mid 20 year old. I think, I and think... the government pays for it yeah. and her aunt Jessica Hines is literally an activist like I don't understand how you can possibly have a world in which you have a dictatorship essentially with concentration mm. camps and yet they're giving out this technology to people who have relations with people who are activists yeah, that exactly. makes no sense it's, it's, for me it was the, yeah that was the big thing with the final two episodes was like okay you've essentially established that Emma Thompson's character David Rook has founded a dictatorship yeah why is there no surveillance essentially, and that that for me was an issue with the with that I think like you're saying after episode four it 
it kind of collapses think, a bit. It collapses because they make it really rubbish for everyone, mm. and then they don't want to end on a bad note. Yeah. So they have to make it better, and it's like, actually, if we get to that point, the sad truth is, it won't be like a year, and then someone's like, and suddenly, we've all risen up! Yeah, Hooray! exactly. You've made it all really nice, and actually what would happen is that we live in a horrible dictatorship mm. for God knows how long, and then eventually small acts of resistance potentially like overturn mm. to a coup, and then another dictatorship takes, like, yeah. I'm not saying it's easy, like someone might declare war or whatever. Exactly. But it seems very, like, pat and all very convenient that... It, it did seem like it, it. they wanted to wrap it up very kind of neatly and nicely. And I, yeah, and in a I think that was way. its downfall. Whereas I think uh, up until then, like, I was just saying, this show is great. Yeah. Like, and and sort of when kind of end of episode four, I thought, this is going to be sort of a thing. And it, it didn't quite stick yeah. the landing. No. Which was a shame because it was a it was doing so well. It's basically a sort of like imagine this running the four hundred meters. It's in the first three hundred meters and it's out in front and then it falls over. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it falls over. It just like slows a bit. Like, yeah. As in, it wasn't awful. I still enjoyed watching mm. it. I still look forward to every episode. But yeah, it finishes in third rather than winning outright. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think it's it's kind of interesting comparing this to I think the show that it's most comparable to towards the end in tone, which is The Handmaid's Tale, which Ew. which I think I think kind of having that sort of like, sort of sudden dictatorship have been thrown upon a previously democratic country. Yeah. But The Handmaid's Tale has the thing is that there are, there are eyes everywhere, everyone's looking, everyone's watching, and there are very strict roles about what you can do, what you can't do. Basically there is essentially very little to no resistance. Whereas in years and years, I don't think that, I think that should have, if anything, been brought possibly slightly earlier in episode five, and then they could have fleshed it out a bit more. Well, the trouble is, like, it seemed to me to have been written by someone who believes that we're going down, sh like, up Ship Creek with Yeah. Them. But, like, we all have paddles, and, like, we can just save ourselves. Yeah. So, like, someone who believes intrinsically that, like, somehow British people or that somehow are, like, that it can, better it can all be good. than, than, than citizens in countries like like if we compare it to like North Korea yeah. that kind of things as if we're all somehow like just naturally better yeah like there's the way that one of them resists is by driving a truck into some barriers yeah why do you think that British guards are somehow like so nice and mm. good that they wouldn't shoot someone for doing that yeah you don't know that no you don't like I think that's actually quite a dodgy idea to be like well we could all go badly but like we can salvage it in the end yeah. No, I don't think, I think we I think, probably can. I think, yeah, I think that, that for me is, is kind of like we've been saying, sort of, the dictatorship angle didn't quite work. Yeah. It had some really good elements, and I think having kind of that Emma Thompson's, that kind of charismatic sort of figurehead worked really well, but then they just, it wasn't thought out quite enough. I think they just, I just think Russell T Davies likes a happy ending. He does. He does and very like, I mean, he does that in Doctor Who. He does that in, in A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm. He loves really, really dark stuff with like an interesting angle. Like he redoes when he did read it in Midsummer Night's Dream. It's all like super dark and like Athens seems like the worst place ever. And um, Theseus is basically like tortured and locked up Hippolyta. Oh wow! And then at the very end, Titania comes in and like Oberon conveniently dies because he's a dictator. And then everyone like rips off their Nazi uniforms and Titania and Hippolyta turn out to have been lovers and they like kiss in the sky. And then fly um, away together. Like and you're through... like, fair enough. I find that very interesting. interesting. And I'm not saying it's like I really enjoyed that version mm. of Midsummer Night's Dream, but Midsummer Night's Dream isn't one that I think needs a gritty remake. Well, was I no, don't know. like there are a lot of really dodgy bits in Midsummer Night's Dream, oh, yeah. like about gender politics and stuff. 
and you can look into like there is a lot of like loads of people do stuff with like the dodgy relationship mm. between Theseus and Hippolyta because he like basically steals her in in essence you 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 could interpret it as yeah sorry Shakespeare nerd coming on here but I just I think it's the same thing it's like Russell T Davies loves making stuff dark and then, but then he's mm. desperate for a happy ending and he can't live with the fact that he's created a world in which a happy ending is unlikely no he can't he can't really deal with that so he has to make it like yeah and, and I think having a slightly more somber ending to this would have been better and then it could have been like boom and then you finish and you're like that was true drama yeah now I need to change my life Whereas I ended being like, okay, so we'll still get out of it. Yeah, we'll all be fine in the end. <laughs> we'll which all I think, be okay. Yeah, I just, I just think kind of a little, a little bit more grit towards the end. Yeah, would but have Anne Reed's um, monologue in the last episode. Oh, is wonderful. Incredibly good. Yeah, that she's means, just great. She is great. Thing. I mean, I think, I think the ca like testament to the cast are all, and they all do a very good job. I think when you find certain characters annoying, it's more of an issue with the writing rather than the performance. Yeah, or just the characters are meant to be annoying. Yeah, like, and I, mean, I, I, do, I do think Celeste, Celeste's annoying. eldest daughter is meant to be irritating. She's so irritating. Mm. But I think, I think that, I think it's, it's an interesting watch and I think that people should watch it. The, the first episode, make sure you have someone that you love nearby that you yeah. can be like, Aah! because yeah. the ending is terrifying. Oh, the ending is completely terrifying. That was the best episode because the ending was, that oh, and episode yeah. four were like both like, Stand out. Incredible episodes of television. Yes, agreed, agreed. At the episode end of episode one. Episode two and three, both very good. Episode five and six, uh, mediocre. Yeah. That's my stuff. No, but thank you for listening to this brief bonus TV time. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on all our social media on Twitter at Don't Make Me Watch. On Instagram at Please Don't Make Me Watch. And you can email us at Please Don't Make Me Watch at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And if you think that you have anything that you want us to watch or would be a good TV time or cinema corner, please get in touch because we want to know. Yeah, we're interested. We're interested to see what our audience think that we should be listening to, watching. Yeah. Get on it. Get on it. Thank you. Bye. Bye.